Well, Happy New Year's to everyone that's listening in today. I'm Pastor George Goins of Macedonia Baptist Church, and I want to wish you all a happy 2024. 2023 is now in the past. It's history. Uh, Nothing we can do to change it. All we can do is go forward, and uh, 2024 is ahead of us, and I'm excited to see what God has for us in 2024, and I hope you're doing well. I hope you had a great Christmas. I tell you, um, sure enjoyed it myself uh, with being with my family and my friends, church family. Uh, we have just had a great, great time. It was good to be around everyone, to be able to see folks and uh, just uh, celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, eat some good food. I, I felt like I put on about 40 pounds. I only put about four pounds on, but it felt like 40 pounds after eating all that good stuff. And I'm just glad it only comes once a year uh, where we can just kind of indulge in the in the food. I, that's one of my, I guess you could call one of my weaknesses is uh, food. I love good food. And I love to eat a lot of it. So um, uh, it, it was good. And it, again, it was just good to be uh, around our people you know, to be around our church people, enjoyed that. We've had a good, we've had a good Christmas um, with all with our people. <coughs> oh, excuse me, I'm sorry, with our people at church, and um, and then also being around my family. I always enjoy, you know, some family members we don't see, but about once a year, and uh, we're grateful to be able to get around them and to visit with them this year as well. And uh, so it's been good. It's just been a good year. And I hope your your Christmas was good as well. And, and again, I hope you celebrated the birth of Jesus Christ because that's what it's all about. Uh, enjoy all the other stuff, the lights and the presents and all those things are great. But it's about Jesus' birth, and I hope you celebrated that as well. And uh, pass that on to you to the next generation so that they too will uh, remember uh, why Christmas why we celebrate Christmas. We celebrate it for the birth of Christ. You know, we have, we're have we living in a generation now that doesn't know those things. And uh, so it's very important that we, as those that believers that believe in Jesus Christ, that we <clears throat> pass that on to the next generation. So um, it's good. All right. So, hey, um, I hope, again, I hope everything's going well. This year we, we have, I'm sure we'll have several things that are, are going to happen now January is going to be pretty kind of kind of laid back for us because we've been through a lot of stuff already in December January will be kind of you know kind of kind of laid back a little bit uh, we won't have a whole lot of th- activities going on in January I'm sure the youth will probably do a few things uh, this winter um, last year I think they had a lock-in and I don't know what their plans exactly are this year, but we'll see what that happens, what happens there. But God, I just let me just uh, let me just I just want to brag on God for a moment here. Uh, he has uh, been so good to Macedonia this last year. We are, um, you know, we we'll, we have celebrated 167 years in existence in 1856 when the church was formed back in May, and uh, we celebrated 167 years, which is pretty incredible. You think about it, how this this place has been here for all that time. And um, <clears throat> this last year has just been an incredible year for us. We've had some we've had some battles, you know, like every church does. But uh, right now the church is in seems to be in perfect harmony. Uh, and I'm, I'm very grateful that the church is in harmony. Everybody seems to be focused on Jesus. Um, I'm thankful for that. The Lord has done 
uh, done wonderful in doing that. We've we've had 32 editions this year alone uh, at Macedonia. It has just been a blessed year, and I'm praying this next year will be just as good, and that we'll be able to reach as many people as we can um, for the Lord. You know that's what it's about. But God's blessed us. He's blessed us financially. He's blessed us. Uh, you know we went through the storm, and uh, God's taking care of that as well. Matter of fact. Uh, they're fixing to start on our roof and getting our roof uh, rebuilt and uh, are actually just covered. We're going to have a new roof on here, hopefully here pretty soon. And uh, we're, we're just, again, I'm just grateful. just want to brag on Jesus today and uh, thank him for all of the th- good things he's done for us this last year uh, in 2023. And we're looking forward to seeing uh, the mountaintops and the valleys of this year and uh, that, that the Lord will keep us uh, all focused on on him and uh, he'll carry us through those battles that we face this year don't tell him what the challenges are uh, some folks that are listening to my voice will probably not be here next year um, you know I, I don't wish that on anybody but I'm just saying that's life that's what happens things we just don't know I may not be here next year you know who knows what's in the future but god does and i trust him and he's going to get us through it okay hey um let me uh do a song here i think most of you know and it's a challenge for all of us and that's uh, that we would decide to follow jesus again we're we're uh, we're living in a generation where jesus is not as popular as he was 30 years ago and uh it's not as uh, looked toward or looked to as 30 years ago so uh, we have to make that commitment as believers that we want to follow christ and follow him only uh, and he'll lead us in the right direction he promised that he would he's the good shepherd and um and he knows his sheep and his sheep knows his voice and we follow him and that's what that's what this is all about so let me do this song real quick here okay I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. Though none go with me, Still I will follow Though none go with me Still I will follow Though none go with me Still I will follow No turning back No turning back The world behind me The cross before me the world behind me, the cross before me, the world behind me, the cross before me, no turning back, no turning back. And then a great song, you know, I have decided to follow Jesus, and I hope everybody that's listening um, this morning has uh, put their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you haven't, you can. Because he stands at the door and he knocks. And he's ready and willing 
to come in if you will just open the door. And uh, of course, you know, there's there's another song. I'm trying to remember how it goes um, that talks about how you just open. Oh, he wants to enter into your heart. I can't remember the song right now, but uh, it's another good, good song. Uh, where he, where Jesus wants to enter in, and he can. You say, Brother George, you know, um, I've, I've been thinking about Jesus. I've been thinking about this thing about God, and uh, <clears throat> I, I don't know how to approach him. And, um, and, you know, I'll just tell you what the Bible says. The Bible says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And all you got to do is call on him. As I said, he's there. And he's waiting. He wants to enter into your heart. He wants to enter into your life. You just uh, call out to him and, and let him do what he does. And he'll come into your life and he'll change your life. I'm telling you, folks, I've, I've experienced both sides. I knew what it was like to be lost. And I know what it's like to be saved. I know what it's like to um, not follow Jesus. And I also know what it's like to follow Jesus. And, and it's better to follow Jesus. So I would encourage you. Just, um, you know, um, there, people think that there's answers elsewhere. You know, maybe it's through money or maybe it's through um, um, alcohol or drugs. You know, or maybe it's through, you know, just living a, 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 a life in the fast lane. Uh, that that's going to bring happiness. You know, but it's not. I'm telling you, it's not. Even the most famous people who have had everything were missing one thing, and that was Jesus in their life. I'd rather be a pauper with Jesus in my heart than a, than a person, the richest man in the world, and not have Jesus. I'd much rather have Jesus than anything. So I pray that you will. Hey, I want to look at a passage of Scripture, you know, kind of encourage us here that are listening. <laughs> I want to try to encourage us, uh, especially the church. Um, and the church, of course, is not the building. It is the people that make up the body of the church. And so I want to try to maybe give some encouraging news here. Now, it's going to sound very negative at first, but you'll see as we get into this. I want to look at Revelation chapter 3. Now, if you're familiar with Revelation in the first three uh, chapters it's a message to the churches there and there's seven churches here and each one of them are different and each one uh, did things right and then and, and did things that were wrong and jesus is speaking here and he's given instructions now this church here is the church at sardis it's also referred to as the dead church and you'll see as jesus talks about it. it's only six verses here verse one says and unto the angel and the word angel here means messenger, which would be your pastor, okay? So it says, unto the angel of the church in Sardis write, These things saith he that hath the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. And I know thy works, that thou hast a name, that thou livest and art dead. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. For I have, I have not found thy works perfect or complete before God. Remember, therefore, how thou hast received and heard and hold fast and repent. If therefore thou 
shalt not watch. I will come on, on thee as a thief, and thou shalt not know what hour I will come upon thee. Thou hast a few names, even in Sardis, which have not defiled their garments, and they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. He that overcometh the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name of the book of life. But I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the, unto the churches. So it's an interesting passage here, and he's talking to the church at Sardis, which was a real church that was going on back in John's day during the time of this revelation that he would get from the Lord while on the Isle of Patmos. <coughs> As I said, there were seven churches here that were involved in these messages. And we can all relate to these seven churches here. Now, this church here specifically uh, obviously was a church that was thriving at one time. Um but had become dead. And you say, well, what, what happens uh, to a church to become dead? And we're going to look, and we're going to look at this and see where this church had made some mistakes, but yet uh, they have an opportunity uh, to change those things. You know, when we look at 2023, we see that there were, time, there were good things, there were good things that happened, there were bad things that happened, good or bad. Um, it's already happened. So there's nothing that we can do to change that. It's already written in history. But we can look forward and we can change the direction that we're going in. Now, this church is obviously going in the wrong direction, so the Lord was challenging them to stop and change and go in the right direction. What they had done has already happened, and it's already passed. All we can do is repent and ask the Lord for forgiveness and move on, and we can move forward. Now, one or two things will happen to people that will come to this crossroad in their life. They will either uh, continue to go in the direction that they're going in, which is uh, the wrong way, or they will repent. And repentance means you'll change direction. And instead of going away from the Lord, you will go toward the Lord. So in this passage here, we'll see here um, what is what has taken place here at this church. We're going to see that um, he, Jesus is actually warning here this church at Sardis. Now, who were the recipients? You, you can see here in verse 1, it makes it very clear. First of all, the angel of the, of the church in Sardis. Now, the word angel, if you look it up in the Greek, it means messenger. So, who would the messenger be of the church at Sardis? Well, it would be the pastor, right? He's the messenger. He's the one that, that feeds the flock. God has called him in a position to feed his sheep and to protect them and to, to be an example and to lead them spiritually in the right direction. And uh, so it's a big responsibility. Now, let me, just, uh, let me just say this. It's very important that we understand that everything rises and falls on leadership, and it does. Your pastor. It's very important that your pastor 
is on where he needs to be. Now, you've got to understand this, too. He's a human being just like you. And he has good days and he has bad days as well. So that's why it's vitally important that the sheep, the church, pray for their pastor. You pray for him on a daily basis. Pray that God gives him strength to stay focused on Jesus, to stay focused and not get bogged down in things of the world, not to get caught up in temptations, but to stand strong and to stay true to Jesus. That's very important that you pray for your pastor that way. And you pray that he will be led by the Holy Spirit to feed you and let him feed you through the word. And that's what he'll do. So it's very important. Don't, don't, put, don't put unnecessary stress on your pastor. Now, there are things that happen. You know, let me just say this. If he's truly a called man and a preacher, pastor, then his desire is to be with the sheep. His desire is to minister to the flock. That's his desire. So if you have a problem, let him know so that he can help. Because if he doesn't know, he can't help. And then you can't, you can't blame him for not being there for you. But let him know. Hey, you know, I've got somebody in the hospital. Or, you know, I'm, I'm having a bad day. I have people all the time, our flock here, that, um, you know, will call me or text me and just say, Hey, Brother George, just pray for me. You know, this, this is not a good day. And, you know, I'll pray for them and maybe give them a, give them a call later and just check on them, you know. That's what we want to do as a pastor. So it's very important that the pastor here is is on top of his game, right? In a, in a church that God's going to use, that, that a church is going to thrive in the Lord, that the, that, the, that the messenger, okay? But also another recipient of this message is the church itself, the whole church. He says the angel of the church in Sardis and, and so he gives this message to the, to the pastor, and the pastor is to do what? He's to pass that message on. To who? To the body, to the church. Okay, so you're involved as well, you know? And in the church, uh, obviously, this church here thought that they were had it going on, but yet they were dead, okay? So how does the church get that away? Well, one way is because they become very complacent. Everything's going good, isn't it, right? Everything's happening, you know, it seems like everything's going good. We don't have any riff in the church and, you know, and, uh, <clears throat> you know, just things are just going so good. We're on the mountaintop, right? And then we get comfortable and we get satisfied and we become complacent. That's a very dangerous place to be for the church and we don't need to do that. And, you know, another thing I think that churches are afraid of doing is they're afraid of change you know I, and you know macedonia we're a very traditional church we still have hymn books we don't have anything on a screen or anything and we still sing out of the hymns and uh, we have uh, but what some of the things that we did that has changed in our music program is of course i play guitar and we have a couple others that can play either guitar um, uh, one of them can play banjo um, and another one can play a fiddle so, so we all we all just kind of added all of this in with the piano, and we have music that away, and it's really helped, and it's something that was different, something that we had never done before, you know, in the church in the past. 
But yet things changed, and our music program has turned out to be pretty good, you know. And and it's uh, it's not uh, honoring us; it's honoring the Lord. Okay, so our music honors the Lord, and that's very important. So don't be afraid to change. Things are going to change in life, and we've got to be ready to change with it. Okay. And then another thing is uh, is is a church that rests on their past. You know, this is the way we've always done it. That we can't. We can't think that away because things do change. Now, here's the here's the key to that is we don't for, number one we don't compromise the truth, so you don't compromise the word of God. You stand on the word of God. That is your guide. Okay. Number two is you stand firm on the foundation. And who's the foundation? Jesus. So who's head of the church? Christ is. And if we keep that in our minds, if we do have to change with the times, then we'll do it in the right way. Okay. So things do have changed, but the but you know the truth has never changed, and we have to stick with the truth. Okay, so who who was the speaker? It's obvious here. I think that we can see who this is. Uh, that it's Jesus. You know, he talks about the uh, he that has seven spirits of God and the seven stars. Which you to understand that you'd have to go back to the very beginning. There, um, you know, it's Christ. It's Jesus. Here is the speaker. Here, and uh, he is. Um, he is described as uh, the one that has seven spirits of God. And, you know, there's only one spirit, the Holy Spirit. But characteristics, you know, the characteristics of the Holy Spirit, according to John chapter 14, <coughs> is one that is to be a comforter or a helper, one who goes, goes uh, beside and helps. Uh, he's the spirit of truth. Uh, he's mentioned as that. He's also the personal presence of Christ in us and, and around us. Okay, We have Jesus with us through the Spirit of God because they're all equal. And the manifestation or the, or the revelation of Christ in the believer, he is the one that exists in us. That's how we have Jesus in us. And also the presence of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. One God made up of three persons. He's our teacher in John chapter 14. Um, he's the peace of Christ that exists in the believer and those who are saved, okay? Now, what does a lifeless church need today? Well, first of all, they need to seek Christ for the Spirit of God. What happens is, is a church, have you ever been in a church where you walked in, I mean, they had a nice building, everything looks really nice, it was comfortable, you get inside and you sit down and you, you begin in the service and there's something that's missing, What's missing is the Spirit. The Spirit's not there. The Spirit's not working. Uh, sure, he's, the Holy Spirit's everywhere, but the Spirit is not working in that service. And that's what you have to have. And I thank God. I thank God that as Macedonia Baptist Church, we have the Spirit of God in our services. And you can tell and you can see it when he works in people's lives. And, um, and that's what he does. So we should seek Christ for the Spirit of God. We also should seek, Christ, uh, seek for the quickening of the Spirit. We should, you know, for Him to, to make things alive in the body. And then also we are to seek for the convicting power of the Spirit of God. We want the conviction of, of Christ. What does that mean, the conviction? He's the one that is going, the Holy Spirit is the one that's going to point out things in your life that you need or don't need. Okay, that's what he does. It's the convicting power. Also, he's the one that, that convicted your heart that you needed Jesus in your life when you got saved. Also, we should seek for the fruits of the Spirit, which is love and joy and peace and long-suffering and faith and meekness and, and um, 
Um, uh, I can't even read my own writing here. But uh, we should we should seek after the fruits of temperance. Is the last one? I don't know why I went blank there. But the fruits of the Spirit. Also seek the guidance of the Spirit. That's how. Remember, if the Lord's in charge, then we should seek out for His His guidance in, as in the Spirit. Uh, you know, a lot of people look to the pastor as he's he's in charge, but really the Lord's in charge, right? Uh, and the pastor is also a sheep as well. You've got to understand that. But God has placed him in a position of responsibility. So that's what he does. He leads spiritually the church. So you ought to pray that God will give vision to your pastor so that he, that he can share that with the church. Okay? And then also seek for the Pentecostal power of the Spirit. You know, Acts chapter 2 was an amazing day. Man, and boy, if that was to take, take place in our churches today, it would change America. It would. And then also seek for the witnessing power of the Spirit. Acts chapter 1, verse 8, where he told us we would have, you know, the, the Spirit would come and give us power uh, to be witnesses. And that's what we need. We need to be evangelizing. So what was his complaint? You can see that in verse number 1 as we read it. He said that thou hast a name that thou livest and art dead. So they appeared to be alive. They had everything, seemed like it looked like everything was going good, but yet they were dead. Why? They were dead spiritually, and that's, that was the problem. And, uh, <clears throat> and remember this, appearance can, always, can, can be deceptive, and it is. Uh, you know, the outside, we can camouflage what's on the outside to make it look good or make it look like something that it's not. But remember this, the Lord sees our heart, and He knows what's there. So... The complaint was is that they thought that they were alive, but yet they were dead. Now, what was the counsel, the counsel that he gave them? Look at verse 2, and this is the part I want to really stress before we get out of here. Look, <clears throat> he says, Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die, for I have not found thy works perfect or complete before God. So the first thing he says is to be watchful. What does that mean? It means to rouse yourself and keep awake. You know, we need to rouse. We get complacent sometimes. We get become lazy. You know, we need to wake up. We need to wake up. Get out of that rut that you're in and wake up. And then number two, become alert and alive to the Lord Jesus Christ and to the Word of God. We need to become alive once again. We need to get excited about the things of God. We need to be excited about the Word of God and to get involved. And listen, if you don't have a devotional time every day with the Lord and reading the Word and praying, then you need to develop that. This is a new thing that you could do this year is develop that. Get, get a special time during the day. doesn't mean you have to be there for hours. Just spend some time with the Lord, talking to Him and reading His Word and let Him speak to you. Get excited again. You know, <clears throat> get out of that rut. And then strengthen the things that remain, as he says here. There are some good things that are there. They just need to be strengthened. And as, you, as, you, as he mentions this here, you can read down verse 4 where he says, Thou hast a few names even in Sardis which have not defiled their garments. So what it meant was is that there were some there at the church that, that had good things going. They were right with the Lord and doing the right things. 
here. Strengthen those things. Strengthen those things that remain. Put new life in in, in the different ministries that you have, you know, uh, your song service or your Sunday school program or your vacation Bible school, whatever whatever it is that you have that uh, that you can that you can put some more life back into it. Some good things that are going on. Yes, we're reaching people. Well, then then adds you know put some life into that. And uh, maybe and and again maybe you have to change some things. You know, remember, don't get off the foundation. Stay firm on the foundation and don't compromise the truth, okay? And uh, you'll be safe with that. So what was the warning? The warning was to do four things. One, remember how they received and heard the gospel. You can see that in verse 3. Look what he says. Remember, therefore, how thou hast received and heard and hold fast and repent, okay? So how we heard the gospel. (coughs) Someone had to tell you about Jesus Christ and um, and so that you could be saved, right? And then hold fast to the original spirit that changed our lives. Let the Holy Spirit get get allow Him to work and get get reacquainted, um, um, uh, rededicate yourself in listening to the Spirit and following Him. Confess your wrongs and then repent. He said, uh, <coughs> "For those that don't, the judgment of Christ will fall upon them." Okay. Then the promise for the overcomers were number one. Those who had not defiled themselves, they um, uh, they didn't they didn't use the church as a religious bandaid or a social activity or or just for fellowship alone. Um, they were faithful and pure believers. Uh, the overcomers. Uh, there was three promises. One was be clothed in white, um, a garment of righteousness and purity, and also not be blotted out of the book of life, and then also be acknowledged by Christ before God and his angels. So you think about this. What would you do different? Well, make sure that you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. Know that without a doubt. I remember when I was saved, and I have no doubt. Make sure you can do that as well. Examine your own life and where you're at. Maybe where you've been in 2023. Where do you want to be in 2024? And let the Holy Spirit take you there where you need to be. And then just make things right. Just make things right. Repent. Turn away from those things that you shouldn't be doing. Turn from the wickedness and turn back to God, to righteousness, right? And uh, so I guess the question is, is are you ready? What if, what if the Lord was to come back right now? Would you be ready? Because as he said here, you know, he would come as a thief in the night you know how easy would it be for the lord to come as a thief in the night nobody would even know why because they're not looking are you looking are you ready let me pray father thank you again for the word pray you'll bless it and use it use the spirit this morning to touch our hearts and to bring conviction to our hearts help us to be healthy churches that are very functional and that are uh, evangelizing and, and and sowing the seed of truth in a lost world. Bless these folks that are listening. Give them a good day. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you folks. Thank you again for listening to Back to the Basic Bible Study. And I'm Pastor George Goins, Lord willing. I'll see you next week.